Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product biz owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, I am so thrilled. We are talking with the lovely Joanna Clark. She is the chief boss lady, visionary, and designer behind Pink Nade. She is a hustler, a multitasker, as busy as they come, but a get shit done kind of gal, which I love about her. She's also a mum of five children. She runs Pink Nade alongside her retail store, which is also called Pink Maid, and she loves her girl gang hard and is all about empowering women. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's so nice. It's lovely to catch up just before we started recording. I was just catching up because um, in terms of our history, uh, we have done some coaching together in the past and it was really fabulous. And it's so nice to see, to talk to you after it's been what about over 12 months or so that um, and I've been wanting to have you on the podcast but I just was always in awe of how many hats you can wear and you keep it all going really you're really serene and really calm and (laughs) you you never make it look like it's crazy town you know with five kids I don't know how I could do that I've got two dogs a cat and two teenagers and I feel like life's very busy. Yes, it is busy. <laughs> and it, it makes me laugh that I give off that impression because I feel like no. the impression that I give to people is that I'm a hot mess. No, time. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, so Joe, let's start from the beginning. We, what started you on your journey into entrepreneurship and how did you get to create Pink Nade? So I started uh, my business journey when my oldest child was a baby. He's 14 now. So I've been doing it for quite a few years. I always wanted to be a mom. I was a young mom. I was 19 when I had him and I thought that having a child would complete me and that I would never be lonely and I would always have something to do. And I learned very quickly that that was not the case for me. And I really needed something for myself. Um, I went on lots of walks. I did, you know, nothing seemed to really, I just needed something that was just mine something that I could use my brain. Um, so I, I was studying accounting, but I did start a business called Joey Jelly Bean. I taught myself how to sew and I was making baby bibs and blankets and dresses and whatever I could do. And it was actually before Facebook. Like I feel, it makes me feel old saying that, but <laughs> it was before Facebook. So you had to go to markets, like physical markets all the time. That was how you sold. There were was Etsy and the Australian version made it that I sold on. Um, but I started there and then I just kept having children and (laughs) working in that business. And, um, I graduated my university degree in accounting when I was accidentally pregnant with my fourth child. So I accidentally pregnant. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, was my girl. So I had three boys and then she come along. So she was meant to be, um, and I had, just started uh, outsourcing my manufacturing for Joey Jelly Bean to India and had some big, massive failures and mistakes mm. and things like that, yeah. which caused lots of money blocks and mindset limitations and things like that for many years after that. But because I was in debt too, like business debt from starting a business, I had to keep 
working. Mm. Um, we moved to a small country town and then accidentally had another baby and we started a clothing store, a sign writing business, and then Pink Nade evolved from the clothing store, wanting to have a product that I had control over that had more margin in it. Yes. And because I'd had so much experience in business with markets, trade shows, wholesale, um, manufacturing, things like that, Pink Nade, it was like it was another meant to be moment where all of the mistakes and failures and learning curves that I'd had had led to this business where I knew what I well, I knew a little bit about it by then and I knew what I was doing and it was able to be successful. So yeah, yeah, amazing. So as a woman, wife and mum of five, what's your number one piece of advice when it comes to juggling it all? Because you do, you don't come across as a hot mess. You always, in the time <laughs> I've known you, you've always taken everything in your stride. Um, so what's what would you share with our listeners about, you know, advice to having it all, you know, juggling everything? Lower your expectations. Um, don't, it's so hard with social media these days because it looks like everybody does have their shit together. Yeah. Like, obviously, if it looks like I do. Like, yeah, it does. Um, it does. <laughs> so um, it's, I don't know how to say it. It's a balancing act and you are always tilting. Um, always know what your priorities are. Like my children are my number one priority. I'll drop everything for them. Yeah. Um, but you know what the important parts are or what the yeah. need movers are. So focus on those. Don't stress about the rest. Yeah. Um, and try and find yourself a group of people. It doesn't have to be women, but it's usually women when you're a woman in business who understand what you're going through, who you can lean on for support and advice who aren't going to judge you, who aren't going to, yes. um, you know, they'll lift you up instead of bring you back down again. So yeah. I'm lucky I've got lots of women in my life who are very supportive and um, I can be completely honest with them because sometimes you don't want to, like when I say I've had business failures, I've had massive business failures and a lot of people keep it to themselves because they're so self-conscious about it. They don't want people to know that they were a failure um, but it's nice to have people who you can say, holy shit, look what I just did. Like what an idiot, uh, you know, I stuffed yeah. up and yeah. Like, oh yeah, I did that too. Or yeah, uh, that's not even half as bad as what I just did. And yeah, um, I don't know if that really even answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's about backing yourself, like, you know, in terms of that, I think you've always done that really well, but I think um, having the lowering expectations, but also accepting, like you said, that there's going to be times where there's a lot of ups and downs in running businesses and juggling so many things. There's going to be a lot of challenges and you do need a community around you, don't you? You know, a support community of other people that are like-minded that get, get it. They yeah. know what, what you're talking is their language. And we as women are very good at bringing ourselves down um, which is why I say low, we, like don't have such high expectations and don't take all of the hits so hard and so personally. It, it's not a reflection on you. Um, everybody yeah. has business failures and everybody has. It's how you recover, isn't it? It's not about the actual failure. It's actually about what you can do to get back, um, whether it's, you know, loss or, um, you know, sort of shame or whatever it is. I think it's always about how you how you solve the problem rather than what the problem is. Yeah, and how you handle it, what you learn from it, the resilience you build from it. Yeah. Um, 
you can always, uh, I can't think of the saying, but it's like never waste a crisis. Mm. So um, anything that's ever bad that's ever happened in my life, mm. I've been able to find a positive or find yeah. a learning moment from it and move yeah. forward. But I definitely have let things hold me back for a really long time, longer than I should have, much better at it now. But back like when I went into huge debt and made heaps of mistakes um, for years, I felt like I was just the biggest failure. I didn't know what I was doing with money. I didn't trust my own decision-making and um, now I do, but it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what would you say in terms of like, what was the turning point or what was the catalyst for you? Do you think it's just maturing and getting more life experience or did you do certain things to build that confidence up in yourself, empower yourself? Well, it, took a lot um, of personal development and mm. uh, it was a belief thing. So it was limiting yeah. beliefs that I had about myself. So once I started believing in myself, like truly believing in myself, not just saying it, that's when things started to really turn around. Yeah, um, I did do a Tony Robbins conference, which is like a personal development thing. That was definitely a Kickstarter, but you don't have to do something like that. It can just be um, starting to listen to some podcasts or getting in a mastermind group or something like that, where the focus yeah. is on personal development and working through those limiting beliefs. Yeah. So I definitely was in a privileged position where I was thrown, like we walked on hot coals. We, yeah. you know, it was like a full I day. remember that. I was like, did you get, did your feet get burnt? Like no, what happened? Don't. It's so weird. <laughs> just... But it, like it, you do it on the first day, which I was, thought was terrified. I thought you'd do it at the end. Um, but it showed you that you could, you, your mind, like you are in control mm. um, and you can do things that you never thought you could possibly do. So that was like really good. That was a massive jump starting to mm. my self-belief and things like that. But yeah. it's just, I'm a huge fan, believer in personal development and always learning, like never, always growing. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's great. And what about do like work-life balance? Like, do you think you've mastered that? Like you've got to a point now where all your kids are now well, school age um, and you've got your businesses staffed, um, you know, do you feel that you've got that work-life balance happening and how, how would you say you've, you've got there? So it's always changing. I am in a way better work-life balance than I used to be. I think at the start of a business, like hustling and being busy now is sort of a dirty word almost. People mm. like, you, know, you, sh you shouldn't be hustling so hard. But I do believe at the start of a business, late nights, early mornings, you have to do it. Like you have to put the work in. I did it for years and years and years. I burnt out numerous times. Mm. Um, but I had to do it to get where I am. Mm. And then I've been able to come to a place where I have a little bit more of a balance, but sometimes it's just tipped to the busy side rather than the balanced side. And it just ebbs and flows all of the time. Yeah. Like my kids are all school age now. So um, yeah. that makes it a lot easier. I have really good family support where we live. Um, yeah. But I like make a point of, because I can, I, I finish work at 3.15, um, so I can pick my kids up from school. I don't do it every day. Uh, most days I have to work full days, but, or if there's school sports on or swimming, I'll always make sure I go out yeah. and do those things. And that's work. the beauty. I probably of work more than I should, but I, my work is my passion and it's yeah. like, I love it. So, yeah. but um, definitely try to factor yourself in there with a the work-life balance. Like I add in things like I'm going to your retreat next week in Queensland. Very yeah, very exciting. And I think, is this your second or third retreat? I can't remember. I think it's your third. 
Yes. Yay. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. It's so yeah. great. I mean, yeah. I know um, you you put a high value on community and, you know, giving, you give a lot and help support others. And it's so great to have you there. And those in-person events after two years of a pandemic and so many lockdowns, it's just so good to connect with other women that are like-minded, running businesses, you know, raising kids, building businesses. Like it's such a great event to come, to look forward to and to, to experience. Absolutely. But it's even more than that, that it's a, I almost see it as a gift to yourself. Like you just deserve to have that time away from being a mum and being a business owner mm. to like enrich, you know, yourself yeah. and other people and make friendships. I didn't used to do anything. I would never like on the weekend I'd worked all week. I'd feel so guilty. I'd have to stay home with the kids because that's what I'm meant to do. It was like mum girl, but now I'm like, no, I'm going to go and your retreat's two days, but I'm going for six. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, um, got some days on either side of the retreat because I need a break. Um, about my brain is so fried at the moment and but I wouldn't, I wouldn't out, have done that before, but now I see the importance in it and I always come back with new ideas, like just giving myself a break um, and to step away for it is actually really vital for our, our business. Like yeah. we've scheduled those things in for me now um, yeah. and we get excited about what's going to come out of it. Like, oh, you're going to yeah. Queensland for a week, you're going to get some really good ideas. Like we can't wait to yeah. come back and work on those. So when and I think yeah. that is part of the work-life balance, isn't it, to avoid burnout. Like you actually have to allow some time for white space, whether it be, you know, doing those things for yourself, but also it's also allows you space to be creative and to come up with more, um, get more inspired and come up with new products because your earrings are just beautiful. Like I've got obviously lots of pairs of them um, and they're just so fun and they're just so gorgeous and loved by so many people. So I'm always thinking, how did she come up with those colours or how did she come up with that design and the pattern? And I know you just sort of, they come from your brain and you start sketching and, and you know, you need to have space like that, like an artist would, you know, you, they can't be just actually on the tools or in a business constantly. They have to have some space to uh, allow them to grow and to create. Absolutely. And I've realised finally that I can't create if I don't have space. Mm. So that is why we schedule it in because if I'm too busy working in my business, there's no way my brain is going to want to be creative and it's forced and I hate it. Mm. So, but it can even be a two hour car trip. You don't have to book a holiday to Queensland for a week. It can be a car trip by yourself. That's usually where I get most of my really good ideas because yeah. I'm bored and I'm driving and then, yeah. you know, things yeah. pop in. So yeah. it doesn't have to be such a big thing. It can be a bath. It can be a bath. It can be, um, you know, I know some people that just book a hotel and they go away for, you know, two days and have some space just for themselves with like, because, you know, you've got like five children that um, obviously need you as their mum. So just having that time um, for yourself, I think it just opens up so many new opportunities and um, I'm so, so excited for you now that I know you're going for six days from a two-day retreat. Um, that's great. And I'm glad that you've, you know, that you really do love it and that you invest back into yourself because it is an investment. Personal development um, for business owners is, a, is an investment that you're going to get a good return on. It, it takes you to the next level. 
Um, so Joe, what are you most passionate about with regards to empowering women in business? We've got the International um, uh, Women's Day next week. Um, that's coming up in March. So I know you are really passionate about empowering women. So um, what, what are you most passionate about? Um, it's mainly to do with uh, building confidence and belief in women. I noticed because we obviously um, are a women-based business and I surround myself with lots of women, I love women, that women have a lack of confidence and a lack of self-belief and Mm. sometimes that's very ingrained from Mm. obviously society, the patriarchy and whatnot. But I like to help women build their self-confidence and their belief in themselves that they can achieve anything that they put their minds to and, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm just... (laughs) I'm so equal. I'm so with you on all those levels because, you know, I only coach women. I have a, you know, really amazing um, group of clients. I I get to sort of surround myself with these amazing creative women all all the time and I see what they can achieve. Um, I see, you know, I have seven clients that have uh, been able to retire their husbands from corporate jobs and now work in a family business with their wives and they can make the school lunches, do the school run. And um, that's empowerment for me, you know, like that's a, a, a goal that they set out to do. Um, and the husband's all for it. Husband's like, yay, I, I so want to leave my job and I so want to work together in a business. Yeah, but a lot of women aren't that lucky and they may not have that husband. Um, I know a lot of women who don't, and but they can do it anyway. But, you know, there's yeah. more barriers. yeah. Than- um not a lifestyle choice I think in some ways um and I guess I don't think I could say that I would want my husband and I working (laughs) closely together I think there could be a murder strangulation or something like that on the news um but uh you know as much as we adore each other I don't know if we cut out to work together definitely not Um, everyone is suited to yeah Is it about like the realizing their dreams, you know, that they can actually create this business that supports the lifestyle around children, uh, raising kids and having the flexibility? Absolutely. Mm. Um, So many, there's so many women hold limiting beliefs on what they're capable of. Mm. So I like to do my earring business. I had to teach myself Adobe Illustrator, which Mm. I thought I would have to go to university and do a graphic design degree to be able to do that. I did the graphic design in my husband's songwriting business for years without being qualified. And women will quite often use that as a barrier. Or, oh, I can't do that or I can't yeah. go to uni or I can't learn that. It's so, we're in such a different world now where you can just do an online course. A lot of them are free yeah. um, to learn and to upskill. And yeah. um, But it is mainly just to believe that they are actually capable. I didn't think I was capable of anything. And people say, oh, I could never do what you do. Yes, you could. I'm just a normal normal woman who, like a mum, I was a young mum, I was 19. I don't have any special skills, any special talents. I just believed that I could do something and then eventually believed I was capable of doing it and did it. So I would love to empower women to have that 
belief in themselves too yeah um because it, sometimes it scares me what i could potentially be capable of like <laughs> i'm like oh i don't want to dream too big because i know i'm going to actually do it like i'm going to have to do it if i dream it and if i write it down yeah um, because i know that i can really do anything that i put my mind to i know and that's the self-belief that you have really built and that's in you and that's what i really admire about you um i mean we often hear about imposter syndrome. Have you ever experienced that, Joe? And what are your top tips for other women who are, well, I say women because that's the majority of my listeners. Um, what are the top tips that you've, you would recommend for overcoming it? Um, so I definitely experience it daily and I'm surprised always when I like I do, I go to a lot of events and things like that where the speakers will say that they experience imposter syndrome. I'm like, hang mm. on, you're the CEO of Sports Girl. You have been for 20 years and you have imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So even like the most successful women experience yeah. imposter syndrome, it's something that we all experience and um, we just have to ignore it. Yeah, you have to just keep rising, pushing it down, don't you? And just rising and doing things um, that maybe like you said, the, the limiting self-belief is, is backing yourself, putting on your big girl pants and just backing yourself and believing that you can do it. Yeah. Like you said, like, you, you know, you're worried now about what you're going to actually dream up and hopefully it'll come out at the retreat. <laughs> and then because it's actually out there in the universe and you've verbalized it, then you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I just bought three brand new laser cutters which, and I don't like where you get the top of the line laser cutters. And that is a lot of money. Like, Oh yeah. That's a big money. investment. And I like signing the contracts could be physically sick. I'm like, Oh my God, who am I? I cannot <laughs> afford this. Like I can't afford this. Who do I think I am? This is like yeah. a full blown company manufacturing. I'm just a woman who lives in a small town. Who's a mom. And, um, but then I was like, no way, I'm going to kill it. I'm just, you know, yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But that is like a muscle that you have to build constantly. The I think you do. Down muscle syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And just um, for our listeners, like with Pink Nade, I wanted to ask you, like, what what is your sort of signature range? You mentioned earrings. So that they're all designs that you come up with. Yes. So we um, laser cut acrylic. I design, I start with pen to paper and I draw all my shapes and then I turn them into like, a, I vectorize them on the computer and I turn them into a cutter, like a, a file that I can cut on the laser cutter. Um, and then we pick colors and patterns. We incorporate patterns, patterns kind of my jam. I love incorporating patterns in everything I, love, I do. Yeah. Um, so earrings is pink nade and then we just add lots of stuff. So we did, um, and mainly we just talked about this prior to this. A lot of it came from the lockdowns because I still have staff wages to pay and mm -hmm. children to feed. And it was each time we were in lockdown, it was so much uncertainty, which seemed to produce like amazing things. I don't know how, because I was so stressed and definitely didn't have the brain space, but we've done plant steaks. We've done coloring books. We've done, oh gosh, I can't even think of all the what your affirmation cards, which affirmation I really love. Cards. We sell lots of accessories like headbands and lipsticks and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, pink uh, earrings are pink nade. And then we have all of these other things that sort of go with it. We've just come up with in our pink nade storeroom, 
which is located in Bendigo, we have a make your own earring stand. So you can pick your own, which came out of a lockdown. Build your own. I love that. Yeah. And now we've just created make your own earring stands that are available to stockers. So they can have them in their stores. So um, yeah, that's. Love it. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, there's so many things. You can just go so far with it, can't you? But, you know, your signature, what you're really well known for is your beautiful earrings, yeah, yeah. And, and all the gorgeous colours that come with it. And um, they do make you feel really good. Like you wear them and you feel really good. So yeah. that's what I fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they always fit. Yeah. Not like a pair of, yeah, yeah, popping in into the change rooms. Um, so that's so wonderful, Joe. So if any of our listeners want to um, go and visit your site or check you out on um, social media, where can they go? Uh, so they can go to Pink Nade. Um, I think it's pink underscore Nade on Instagram. Our website's pinknade.com.au. Um, we have a really fun social media. So <laughs> you do some funny videos, actually. I, I remember there was um, a costume. I think you might have been in a dinosaur costume. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, a big part of my self-care and avoiding burnout is to have fun. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you remember the last retreat when I went to Queensland, I went indoor skydiving by myself with like a seven-year-old kid who I didn't know because I prioritize fun and I always feel so amazing afterwards. So our social media is really fun because we actually have heaps of fun at work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we do not take ourselves seriously and we take the piss out of ourselves all the time. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny. I remember the the um, the dinosaur suit and I remember seeing the photos of you doing the indoor um, aerial, um, was it like a skydiving? Um, indoor skydiving, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really It's so funny to see what <laughs> happens um, with your cheeks, you know, when you're yeah. up with that much for the force of air keeping yeah. you up. Yeah, and I had no stomach muscles. You meant to keep your body straight, and I kept bending in half. He's like, straight, straight. I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> I've had five kids. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Oh, that's great. Well, everyone, I hope you found today's chat with Joanna from Pinknade as exciting and fabulous as I did. If you love this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find us. It's time for me to say goodbye and I will see you in our next episode. This week's episode is brought to you by the Creative Product Institute. It's time to scale your business to the next level, stop wearing all the hats and get the business and life balance that you dream of. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.